Hey there, welcome. It is Coach Natalie, and this is Up Your Feed. In this podcast, I share with you common questions I get from my nutrition clients. Because while everyone has unique needs, the questions are usually the same. And if they are asking, you probably are too. Here we go. How do I pick a quality protein powder? Protein is having its day right now, unlike carbs and fats that are always being demonized. And this is a good thing because it is an important macronutrient that many people don't get enough of, especially if you're an active individual or if you're strength training. Protein is essential for building and repairing our cells. It gives us a metabolic boost thanks to TEF. It maintains healthy skin, hair, and nails. But today is not about the benefits of protein. It is about giving you a framework to picking out a protein powder that is high in quality and gives you exactly what it says it is giving you, nothing less, nothing more. I'm gonna stick to protein powders, but it is important to have a little background on supplements and their manufacturing as a whole. The regulation of supplement companies differs from that of the conventional food products that we eat. The reason for this is how supplements are classified and the legislative framework governing them. You see, supplements are treated as a subcategory to food, and they are not a drug, which both have stringent requirements in both the pre- and post-marketing. In the U.S., the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act allows supplements to be sold without prior approval from the FDA. Now, this doesn't mean it's the Wild West. Manufacturers are still responsible for ensuring their products are safe and the claims that they make to be substantiated by evidence. But the FDA does not review these claims before the product hits the market. And even more shocking, the manufacturers are not even required to prove their safety or the claims that they make before the supplement goes to market. It's kind of like the manufacturer of the supplement doesn't really have to prove anything unless they're caught. This has to do with who carries the burden of proof. With conventional foods, the burden of proof lies with the manufacturer of that conventional food. But with supplements, it's the opposite. It's up to someone else to prove that the product isn't safe or up to its claims. Think of it this way. Imagine supplement manufacturers like magicians at a show. They claim their products work wonders, much like a magician claiming to make a giant elephant disappear. But just as the magician isn't required to reveal how the trick works, These manufacturers aren't initially required to prove their product's effectiveness or safety. It's only when something goes wrong, like the trick backfiring or the elephant dying, that the regulatory judges or FDA step in to demand the evidence. Until then, it's all part of the magic show with the audience left to wonder. Now back to protein powders. A deceptive practice among manufacturers is called protein spiking. This is a way to cut costs in protein powder manufacturing because honestly, it is expensive to make protein powders. The bad thing is this shortcut is costing you the consumer and the price you are paying is not getting what is advertised. Protein spiking is also called amino spiking, nitrogen spiking, or protein adulteration. It is a tactic used by some supplement companies to artificially boost the protein content stated on their product labels. How do they do this? The short answer, they do it by adding cheaper, 
filler ingredients, basically filling it with cheap stuff to inflate the fake amount of protein content when tested. Doing this significantly dilutes the actual amount of high quality protein. It misleads the consumer into believing they're purchasing a more effective product than they actually are. Okay, but how exactly can they do that? So here's the longer, more scientific explanation. It all revolves around the standard method of measuring protein content in supplements, which is based on the nitrogen content. Since amino acids, the building blocks of protein, naturally contain nitrogen, this is a reasonable approach to measuring protein. However, the catch is that this method of measuring protein based on nitrogen cannot differentiate between nitrogen from complete proteins and nitrogen from other sources like free amino acids, the cheaper filler ones that are not complete proteins. The manufacturers can exploit this loophole by adding cheaper nitrogen-rich compounds to their products to cheat the test. The increase in these additives increase the nitrogen content and inflate the protein content that they can report on the label, even though the actual amount of beneficial complete protein remains unchanged. So let's say the label says 20 grams of protein per serving, but it is spiked with five grams of these cheap nitrogen-rich fillers. The protein content is actually only 15 grams per serving, but the manufacturer can list it as 20 because, well, it passed the test. I don't know about you, but if it's saying 20 grams of protein, I want 20 grams of protein. All right, so the important question, how can you protect yourself from falling victim to these loopholes? First and foremost, it is not possible to ever know exactly, but you can make better choices by becoming a label detective. The first and probably easiest way is to keep it simple. Pick a product that carries a third-party label, which is reputable. One of the most popular ones is NSF. It's a well-known independent organization that tests and certifies dietary supplements. It assures the product complies with the strict standards for quality, safety, and label claims. It also tests for banned substances, which is important for competitive athletes. Some other ones are USP, Informed Choice, and Informed Sport. But again, don't be fooled by labeling. You can pick up a product that has different types of labels, but they don't mean dookie when it comes to quality or protein content. Having this label gives you some insurance that the product has exactly what it says it has. But just because a product doesn't carry one of those labels doesn't mean it is bad or that they're lying. The truth is it costs manufacturers a lot of money to have this third party testing with more expensive processes to determine the protein content. And not every manufacturer can afford that cost. So the cost is usually pushed down to the consumer, making it more expensive to buy. And that's a decision a manufacturer has to make. Another way to work through this is when you're shopping for a powder, scrutinize the ingredients list. A quality protein powder should have a short and sweet ingredients list. A primary protein source like whey or vegan blends might have pea rice combo, for example. Maybe a few other things for flavor and texture like natural flavors, cocoa powder, stevia, sucralose. When you should start stepping away from a product is when you see non-protein ingredients like proprietary blends, glycine, taurine, creatine. Not that creatine and taurine are bad, it's just that where they're positioned is a flag. And other ingredients used to bulk the product, bulking agents like cellulose, glycerin, different types of gums. 
Some of these are cheap fillers to bump up the nitrogen content during testing, and others are bulking agents to increase the volume and reduce cost with no nutritional benefit. Basically a way to make the product cheaper so you can spend less on it or their margins can be bigger and they can profit more. Personally, these are the steps that I take. One, does it have a third-party label? I'm more inclined to buy a product that has one of the reputable third-party testing done and labeled on its product. Two, simple minimal ingredients. Three, includes an amino acid profile. I like to see what exactly I'm getting and the breakdown. Are there any essential amino acids missing or are some of the non-essential amino acids coming in in incredibly high doses, which would be a signal of protein spiking? The supplement industry is dynamic with ongoing developments, regulatory changes, and lots of new scams every day. By being a cautious and informed consumer, you can ensure that you're getting the quality and effectiveness you're paying for, leading towards your health and fitness goals with confidence. I'm Natalie Sabin, and this is Up Your Feed. Thanks for listening.